And what's up, everyone? You're listening to the Gridiron Fantasy Football Podcast for Tuesday, October 13th, 2020. Now I'm Chip, I'm your host, and thank you so much for listening today. Um, if you're a new listener, thank you so much for joining us as well. If you'd like to share our podcast, you can find us over on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Music. If you'd like to watch us, you can watch us over on YouTube at Gridiron Fantasy Football. So, you know, please support the show and hit subscribe so you don't miss any more episodes. And on today's episode, we're talking about all the waiver wire pickups for week six. But before we do that, let's talk about that Monday night football game. What a great game to have on Monday night. I mean, it was one of those games where if you're a football fan, you're super excited. If you were an Alvin Kamara fantasy owner, you were super stressed out. I know I was. Um, if you guys listened to the podcast on Monday, you know, I I was in my main league. I had benched Miles Sanders for James Robinson. And obviously, Miles Sanders had the better game. He was he had 14 more points than than James Robinson. And I need Alvin Kamara to do Alvin Kamara things. So he's been averaging a crap load of points the last few games. And in my gut, I just felt like this could be his worst fantasy performance. I don't know what about it. Every time I'm losing in a game, I need to have like 15 to 20 points. I always assume I'm going to lose. But, you know, Alvin Kamara, he came through again. He had a massive massive uh, catch in the end of the game to win me my, my match this week. And, you know, the Saints, they won this game 30 to 27. But, you know, the story here is Justin Herbert. I mean, he continues to show why he was a first round pick. And, you know, he was honestly, he was the number one fantasy quarterback this week. I mean, he ended up having, you know, 264 yards and four passing touchdowns. Just a great game from this rookie. And, you know, I, I understand like the, it was a hard decision for the charge the Chargers to go with, you know, Herbert and bench, you know, Tyrod Taylor, but this is the right decision. You know, when you have a rookie that you spend a high draft pick on, you have to make these decisions. You have to make these hard decisions and they're making the right decision. This guy is looking like he belongs in the NFL. So, you know, he is he's definitely making me like definitely a, a believer in him. But then on the other side of the ball, there was Drew Brees. I mean, Drew Brees, he continues to he continues to struggle. He's not the Drew Brees that we're accustomed to. You know, he did have two touchdowns. He had a quarterback sneak, and then he had a passing touchdown to Jared Cook. But um, the Saints game was very frustrating to watch because I don't understand why they are so fascinated with Taysom Hill. I understand he's a guy that when you bring him in, he gives you a complete different outlook on what the plays and everything. But I just feel like every time Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill is in the game, I feel like the defense knows he's getting the ball because he rarely does read options where he hands the ball off to Alvin Kamara or Latavius Murray or whatever. But like, it seems like Sean Payton just has this, just infatuation like with Taysom Hill. And I don't understand it. And if you're a saints, uh, if you're a fan of the saints and you're listening to this podcast, or you're watching it on YouTube especially if you're listening on and watching on YouTube, like leave a comment. Let me know what you think about Taysom Hill, because it seems to me that even Saints fans were getting annoyed at the fact that Taysom Hill continues to be played. And the funny thing about what happened on Twitter, if you were on Twitter last night and watching the Saints game, so the Taysom Hill was trending. And I don't know if, I mean, these tweets are obviously still going to be there, but do yourself a favor and look and just search Taysom Hill in your search engine for Twitter and you're going to be laughing because there's so many people out there that are just continuously just, I can't believe how many funny people are out there. And I know social media brings a lot of just uh, divisiveness and everything like that, but there's so many funny people out there. And it was just funny to listen or to read all the tweets and just 
all the all the videos and all the all the gifts and all that that were being being used. It was it was funny to me. But uh, Taysom Hill, I mean, he almost ruined my fantasy you know night because I was down by what seventeen point eight seven points in my my main league, and I had Alvin Kamara. So I figured, okay, Alvin Kamara is projected to get twenty two point or twenty two point nine points. So he's a, I'm assuming he's gonna have a good game. But then you look at the game as it went on, like the Saints were struggling on offense and they kept on putting Latavius Murray in. And I don't understand why Sean Payton was getting so cute with the offense. It just seemed like they weren't, you don't have Michael Thomas, right? But the the offense runs through Alvin Kamara. When Michael Thomas is not playing, Alvin Kamara is the go-to guy. And I felt like for some reason, they just it wasn't in the game plan. And the Chargers are really bad against uh, receiving running backs. So they're, they give up a lot of receptions to the running back position. And Alvin Kamara, that's his bread and butter. That's what he does. And I just didn't understand. And when he got close to the goal line, I, I really needed Alvin Kamara touchdown. And, you know, Drew Brees had had his rushing touchdown. And then later on in the game, Taysom Hill had his touchdown. But I, it just, I don't know. I just feel like you have these massive games from Alvin Kamara. And then you have a game like today or last night that just doesn't, you know, seem that way. But he still scored 19.9 fantasy points. So you can't be mad. But overall, I won. I kept my, my record to be 5-0 and in my main league. So, Hopefully, if you guys had Alvin Kamara or somebody on the the Saints or whatnot, if you had Emmanuel Sanders, you're probably pretty happy with that as well because Emmanuel Sanders had a massive game. I mean, he had 12 receptions for 122 yards and 14 targets. So he definitely, definitely showed up. He's been the guy that they're hoping he would be when, they, when the Saints got him. But good game from, from Emmanuel Sanders. And on the other side of the ball, Mike Williams. You know, Mike Williams, uh, I... It's hard to explain Mike Williams because the dude is a massive human being, very athletic. It seems like every catch that he makes is always a 50-50 ball where he's jumping and levitating in the air and catching these mass these balls. And it's it's interesting to see like n- nobody probably played Mike Mike Williams in the in their fantasy lineup because he was there was a chance that he wasn't going to play on Monday night. And then he did and he had a massive game, but like What's what's good about Mike Williams is that he is the goat. He's the number two in that offense. So you have Keenan Allen. Obviously, you have Hunter Henry, but Mike Williams is the guy that he's such a mismatch. He's such a massive receiver that he he definitely the only thing that keeps him from being elite is the fact that he just can't stay on the field. But Mike Williams showed up tonight, and I'll be talking him. I'll talk about him a little bit later in the in the podcast, but. Uh, when it comes to the running back position, uh, Joshua Kelly, he really didn't do anything tonight. He was pretty quiet. You know, Justin Jackson had the bigger game. Um, this He had 14.4 PPR points. But, you know, I had a lot of questions about Justin Jackson uh, this past week about who to start and sit. And I always stay conservative when it comes to, you know, waiver wire claims after a player goes, goes down due to injury. So, obviously, Austin Eckler went down. And so Justin Jackson takes that that number two running back slot because Joshua Kelly is now now at the starter, and I I don't want to start I don't want to give advice to start a a running back like that unless I know how his usage is going to be. So the same thing that happened when Naheem Hines was the number one waiver claim back in earlier in the season. The next week he did nothing. He had like I think two PPR points. So if you were you know if you're hoping Hines was going to get you a safe floor, he didn't do anything for you. And then the same thing with Deion Lewis. You know, when when Saquon Barkley went down, Deion Lewis was the number like one of the number one waiver claims for that week. And then you played him the next week, he did nothing for you. And then Wayne Gallman and then you had Devontae Freeman. So you had all these other players. So like when it comes to 
just you know Justin Jackson, it was hard to have you play somebody in your lineup that I was unsure because I don't want to be the the analyst that tells you to play somebody and then they do nothing and then you lose your week. So I like to see what happens. I'd rather have the points on my bench knowing the, the utilization of Justin Jackson and then feel confident going forward because it looks like going forward, Justin, Justin, Justin Jackson looks like the more dynamic running back because he's a, he's, he can catch out of the backfield. He was running between the tackles on Monday night. So I think now knowing his usage, I think he's going to be a, a good running back going forward, but it's always safer to have that, you know, unless you're desperate, unless you're dealing with people that are injured, if you're dealing with, um, you know, just the, just the everything going on with like the COVID stuff, like I get it, but you know, I, I, if I was able to have him on my bench and kind of wait and see, that was the best option for me. But I think that, uh, he's going to be a good guy going forward, but overall, you know, a, a good Monday night game came down to the wire, came down to, you know, the, the chargers. I mean, they had a chance to, you know, they had a chance to win the game, missed field goal, went to overtime and the saints did what they, you know, they needed to do. And it just, one of those things where, you know, this is two weeks in a row that the Chargers lost um, in the fourth quarter. But this is these growing pains for Justin Herbert, and he'll end up being a good quarterback. But overall, you know, the Saints were able to win this game. So uh, a good Monday night game overall. And now going to some of the some update, updated news. Um, on Monday, Dalvin Cook went, uh, underwent an MRI on his groin. So it, it looks like it came back with good news. Coach Zimmer said that the MRI went well, that in my translation of this, that he had a mild, you know, muscle strain to his adductor and, you know, his groin area, uh, the muscle. And what that tells me is that he will likely miss this week. Um, I, I know they're going to look at the practice reports to kind of see how he does, but I can't imagine him having a, a groin issue and then trying to play. I know Alvin Kamara has, or not Alvin Kamara, but uh cream hunt was dealing with the groin injury the last couple of weeks and he's played and been very effective, but you know, I don't know the severity of obviously Kareem Hunt's was a lot different. You know, when when Dalvin Cook came back to you know into the game on Sunday night, he came back for one play. You can tell he wasn't healthy. So I I just don't know if Dalvin Cook sh- should play. I think that because they have a bye week in week seven, I think they should let him sit and let them um, let him you know rest up and then play him after the bye week in week eight. So Dalvin Cook still don't know the the. The playing the playing status of him this week, but my guess is early on that he's not going to play. But like I said, he could have a great week of practice. You could feel 100 and then and then play on Sunday. But and they have a juicy matchup too. They have you know they have the Atlanta Falcons, so that definitely is going to be a good matchup. Whoever you're going to play, if you're going to play Alexander Madison or you're going to play Dalvin Cook, it's a good matchup. With that being said, let's go ahead and go into the top waiver claims for Week Six. You know, I'm going to start off at quarterback. You know, if you're in a two quarterback league, Andy Dalton is the guy you have to grab. You have to, he's owned obviously in 0% of leagues. You know, he is a guy that is in a good offense. He definitely, probably one of the, probably even the best backup quarterback right now in the NFL. And then you, you know, you have all the weapons with Gallup, Cooper, Lamb, Zeke, Schultz. Like you have, weapons around you. So I'm really excited to kind of see what Andy Dalton does with this type of weapon, you know, to his, to his arsenal. But if you're in a two quarterback league and you had Dak Prescott and you need a quarterback, 
you need to pay up. I don't know, you know how much fab you have, but if you have whatever fab you have, go hard for him because you know you, especially if you had Dak, Dak Prescott, you need to go and pay up for him. You know he's gonna be a guy that we don't know exactly how the offense is gonna look, but you can't you can't go without Dak uh, without Andy Dalton if you're a Dak Prescott owner. And then going on to the next quarterback, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick. He continues to be. Um, proving everybody wrong. He continues to be that streamer every week. I think he continues that trend this this week. We know that he's a short-term rental. We know Tua is wanting to start, and it's just a matter of when it's going to happen. But right now, just ride that Ryan Fitzpatrick train if you need a streamer. And this week, he has a great matchup against the New York Jets, so I think that he continues to be a good option. He's going to be a very cheap option on your waiver wire claim if you, if you have a fab budget. He's not somebody you have to spend a lot of money for, but he definitely is... is a streaming option for week six. And then I added this after the Monday night game, Justin Herbert. I think Justin Herbert uh, deserves to be stashed on your bench. He was the number one fantasy quarterback for week five. You know, he is 35% owned, so he does have a higher percentage, but I do think that if he's there and you're iffy on your court, if say you have Matt Ryan or someone that's, or Drew Brees, somebody that's kind of on that QB one fringe, you know, I would grab Justin Herbert because it's nice to be able to have options just in case based on matchups. And then moving on to the running back position, obviously the number one waiver claim the whole week, right, is Alexander Madison. I think Alexander Madison, if you're especially if you're a Dalvin Cook owner, you need to grab Alexander Madison. Now he's owned in forty one point six percent of leagues, so there's there's more than you know obviously almost sixty percent of Dalvin Cook owners or people in general know, know about Dalvin Cook's history. And like I'm a Dalvin Cook owner in my main league. I drafted Alexander Madison. He's just stashed on my bench. I'm not never going to drop him for reasons like this because Alexander Madison is one of the only running backs that can go right into a starting role and produce like Dalvin Cook. He's not the same running back. He's definitely not as le- as elite, but he will produce. You know, with you know, with the the numbers that you need because he had 112 yards on Sunday night. So, and that's playing a half. So, I think that Alexander Madison. Now, I know we're not going to know of Dalvin Cook's status for week six, but regardless, if you're a Dalvin Cook owner, you need to pick up Alexander Madison because you want to be able to have that seamless transition. Because like for me, I have Alvin Kamara. So if Alvin Kamara goes down, there's not, Latavius Murray is not going to, he's going to be a starting running back, obviously, but he's not going to give you the same upside and ceiling that Alvin Kamara does. So I feel like Alexander Madison is that safe, you know, seamless transition we're not going to see a huge drop-off. Um, and then I just mentioned him during the Monday night game. I think Justin Jackson needs to be picked up. If he's not picked up already, he's owning 47, 40, 47% of leagues. You know, he had a he had a great showing. I think a lot of people raised why he wasn't higher owned is because I think people want to wait and see, to, you know, how he did. And now I think he will be one of those number one waiver claims for week six. Um, now those are the only two major running backs for this week. And then, and obviously there's names throughout like Dearness Johnson. So, the Ernest Johnson was the guy that was being picked up last week because of the Nick Chubb injury. And now that we see the kind of how he's been utilized, he was supposed to be kind of a streamer option for week five, but he didn't he didn't really do much. So kind of disappointing. But I think that, you know, with Kareem Hunt, I think they're gonna start, you know, trying to implement both of them. But definitely um another guy that you should try to pick up if, if he's available. And then now going down now going to the wide receiver position. 
You know, the number one wide receiver for this week, the claim is Chase Claypool. Now he's only owned in nine percent of leagues. You know, on Sunday he had set he was seven for he had seven receptions on eleven targets and in 110 yards and three touchdowns. Then he added a rushing touchdown. Now, obviously, you want to have he's that new shiny toy that's on the waiver wire, but you have to be very realistic on what to expect. You know, you're going to probably pay up for him. You're probably gonna see some people spend about 20-25% of their fab budget on Chase Claypool. But you have to realize Juju's still there. Deontay Johnson went out early in that game. So obviously that helped Claypool. So if you talk if you're talking about target shares between Juju, Deontay Johnson, you got James Washington, obviously James Conner catches passes, and you got Eric Ebron. You know, does Chase Claypool have the upside like he did on Sunday? Now, obviously, if Deontay Johnson's not healthy and there's other players that are banged up, yes, he's an option to have. And if you have the room on your bench and you, you need somebody to have like that that boom bust type of player, it's hard not to see him not be implemented more in the offense based on what we saw on Sunday. But the opportunity was there for Chase Claypool, so he was and he 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 made do with what he had, and he he showed up. So um, he definitely is worth adding. And then now after Monday night game, I think Mike Williams he should be added. You know he's owning three percent of leagues. You know he had a huge Monday night game. He had two touchdowns. You know Keenan Keenan Allen went out early. He's another guy that benefited from injuries. That Keenan Allen went out early on Monday night due to a back injury. He never he never returned after after he went out. So Keenan Allen, we have no idea exactly how long he'll be out if it's just this game, but um, it looks like the longer the game went on, the likelihood of him coming back in the game was less likely. So Mike Williams, if he's, if he's healthy, he, he needs to be a guy to be added because he definitely will give you the targets. Um, but the only thing I did see this at the very end of the Monday night game when he got tackled. So that, that great tackle by Marcus Lattimore at the end of the game to avoid them getting a first down so he got tackled awkwardly. So Mike Williams came up kind of grabbing his his ankle. It looked like he might have had a mild high ankle sprain, but there wasn't anything that I saw news-wise that on the you know on the recording of this podcast that I saw. So um he may be okay, but Mike Williams may be a guy that you'll be able to add if uh if you need some insurance, you know. So with that being the case, the next guy is Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs had a, he came back from injury, had a massive game. He had over 100 yards, but he only had, you know, he's he only had two receptions on Sunday, but he is owning 49% of the league, so it's one of those things where he may not be available. The thing about Henry Ruggs is that he is that home run type of receiver. He's like a in the sense of like he's like Miko Hardman or Sammy Watkins or like even Tyreek Hill is that they may not get a lot of volume, but that one play could help because he could get a 50-yard touchdown. And if you're in a PPR league, that's going to be a massive boost for your roster. But we have to see how he starts to get more back in this offense because obviously Darren Roller is the target. You know, he's the lead target share. You know, Henry Ruggs, like once he starts developing more into a, a every down type of wide receiver, obviously he plays in the slot and his speed is what he, you know, he's known for. But I do think Henry Ruggs is a guy that is a boom bust. I think that he's uh, he's worthy of being on your bench, but you got to have expectations that are, are that are really you know just normal for him because i don't i don't know if if he's going to be a guy that you can rely on every single week as of right now and then we got wide receiver Travis Fulgham you know he had a great game on Sunday against the Steelers now he's owned he's not owned in any leagues he's owned in 0% of leagues so he's definitely going to be available in your in your your leagues and you know he's had two good games in a row he is Carson Wentz's number one target. He has he has 16 targets in the last two weeks and two touchdowns. So 
He definitely is being used. But just like Chase Claypool, you probably I probably would maybe put in a claim for Fulgham. Maybe maybe for one, two dollars, just something super small. Because once Alshon Jeffrey comes back, once Deshaun Jackson comes back, once Jalen Rager comes back, then you got Zach Ertz. I mean, I don't know where he fits. I don't know if he's a guy that you should go and claim, but he may be a guy that could have some upside for you just in case players like Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson can't stay healthy. And that's another guy that you need to pick up is Alshon Jeffrey because right now he's only owning 16% of leagues. And my assumption is that Alshon Jeffrey is going to go right into the number one, you know, the, the number one receiver slot for the for the Eagles because they have nobody and he is a number one wide receiver. So, you know, I think Travis Fulgham is a nice add, but I'll put in a $1, $2 claim on him. But then you got to look at who you have to drop. Are you going to drop somebody that's better upside than Fulgham? So that's the thing you have to determine. Now, if you're really hurting your roster and you're, and you're playing deeper leagues, he's an ad, obviously. But I think that you have to know exactly what you're getting when you pay the money for a player like this, knowing that there's other people that are going to go right into, like, get eat into his target share. And then Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiver LaVisca Chanel Jr. He's owned in 30, 32% of leagues. As of right now, he's the leading target share you know, receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's, he has 15% of the target share. Now, I know DJ Chark has missed time. And then when DJ Chark went out on Sunday, he was obviously the number one wide receiver. So he definitely needs to be rostered in a lot of leagues because he gives you a good option. He, he's, I know he's not the number one because DJ Chark is, but he gives you, he's the number two and he's leading in targets. So I think that LaVisca Chenault needs to be added. And then on top of that, his, 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 his uh, teammate, Keelan Cole, needs to be added as well. Because we don't know the status of DJ Chark as of right now. If he does have to miss more time, you know, I think those two wide receivers, LaVisca Sonault and Keelan Cole, are going to benefit from that. So definitely a must add in your league. And then this is a guy I dropped this last week and you have having a big game. I think my last wide receiver to add for this week is Preston Williams. He's owned in 38% of leagues. Now, he, had a, he finally had a 100-yard game and a touchdown. You know, the Miami Dolphins play in a pass-heavy pass heavy offense. You know, I was I was getting frustrated with him because obviously he I was starting him in my I, in our league we start three wide receivers and he's my third wide receiver that I add to my into my lineup every week and he just wasn't doing it so I felt like he was hurt my upside of my my roster so I dropped him for Lavisca Chenault which obviously he you know he had they both had decent games so I wasn't mad about that and I picked up T Higgins as well but I just. I don't know if I want to trust Preston Williams yet. There's so many options on the, you know, Devontae Parker obviously didn't get most of the targets. Mike Jasicki, you got Miles Gaskin. So I want to keep my eyes on on Preston Williams. I don't think anybody in my, in my personal league is going to pick him up, but he's a guy that he may be a guy that you could quietly get on your roster, maybe not to spend any fab on, you know, depending on how how active your, your league mates are. But Preston Williams is a, a guy that you could add as well. And then going to tight end, tight end this week is a very is very slim. You know, most of these guys are probably already owned, but Dalton Schultz is a guy that could be added to your roster. You know, if if you if you're very thin on tight end or dealing with the bye week, he may be a guy that you could play as a streamer. Maybe a guy you could keep, you know, for the rest of the season. But we don't know how Andy Dalton's going to be with his new arsenal of weapons. So that's yet to determine. So I don't know if I want to play Dalton Schultz until I see what Andy Dalton does with, with those receivers and the tight end and the running back. So, um, but he's, a, he's an ad if he's available, if he needs somebody for a bi-week fill-in. And then Eric Ebron, he continues to be in, implemented the Steelers offense more and more. 
He has six targets on Sunday, so he definitely has a safe floor, I believe. You know, he did have a fumble, which cost him a couple points, but I think Eric Ebron's an add, you know, as a as a as a streamer as well. And then this guy here, uh, my last tight end for the week is uh, Gerald Everett. You know, Tyler Higby is a player that I had picked as a breakout candidate for tight end. I feel like what he did later on in the season of, you know, when how he finished 2019 was enough of, of a sample size to think that, okay, he, even with Gerald Everett healthy and playing, Tyler Higby was the guy that they're going to because they play a lot of 12 personnel. So they play a lot of two tight ends. And then it really, it really, De- decreased like Cooper Cup's um, upside, but you saw Tyler Higby go, you know, go off in the last four weeks of last season, and then now this season, it just seems like Gerald Everett is now kind of going back to being that that in that role. I'm not saying that you have to pick him up. I'm not saying that you're going to start over Tyler Higby, but he's just a name that you want to kind of keep your eyes on because he did have four receptions for 90 yards on Sunday, and he outproduced Tyler Higby. So. I do think that he's a name that you don't have to pick up as of right now, unless you're like in a really in your 16 team league and you're in a deep league. But just a just a, I'm just putting his I'm just putting his name out there just so you guys know um, that there's an option there. If and he's he's probably not he's not going to be available and he's going to be available in a lot of your leagues. So definitely a sneaky pickup if you need to. And my top defensive streamers for this week, my number one defense right now is Miami. You know they are continue to solidify that defense. They're getting after the quarterback. They're getting sacks. They're getting turnovers. So they're being well-coached on defense. I do think Miami's a good option this week. They play the Jets. So regardless of who they are, you know, the Jets are playing at quarterback, if it's Darnold or Flacco, I think that this defense can get after it. So I think the Miami Dolphins are a good pickup for this week. And then another good pickup is the Washington football team. You know, they got Chase Young back. They play the Giants this week. So I do think that Washington could be a good streamer option. If you're in the business of streaming defenses in your league, but that's it. Those are all of my top waiver wire, you know, pickups for week six. Um, hopefully you guys are able to, you know, fill up your roster because this is how you win championships in your fantasy league. You have to be very active on the waiver wire, knowing when to drop players. You know, I understand like there are certain players like Brandon Cook, someone dropped, you know, and then he had a massive game. I understand it's hard to do that, but sometimes you have to cut bait with some of these players. And if they end up, you know, if they end up going off on someone else's roster, I mean, it is what it is. But I think at times you don't ever know if someone like Chase Claypool or Henry Ruggs is a guy that, you know, wins you fantasy league. So I do think that it's just important to stay active with the waiver wire and be careful with your fab budget. Don't just blow, you know, unless you, like I said, unless you're in any, you know, you need Andy Dalton in a two quarterback league. And maybe if you're a Dalvin Cook owner, you know, and you need to get Alexander Madison, it's one of those things you have to be aggressive because you want to make sure that you, you're able to continue on with your team on how they're playing and all that stuff. So I definitely um, just be careful on kind of how you, how you spend your, on your, on your fab budget. But that's it for today. Thank you for, you know, thank you so much for listening. You know, this week is a little different um, just because now we have a game tonight. So we have the, uh, Titans versus, you know, the the Bills. So as of right now, that game is still on. Things can change. But as of right now, you know, it's you have some you got Josh Allen, you got Derrick Henry, you got AJ Brown. Hopefully, if you have any of those players, they're they're gonna be able to play. And then hopefully you'll be able to win your fantasy matchup. So if you are relying on some of these players, leave a comment. If you're watching on YouTube, you know, 
leave a comment below and tell me what you need to do to win because we have a, our very first Tuesday night football game. So that's super exciting. But because of that, things are going to be shifted around a little bit. Remember, when it comes to the waiver wires, the claims won't go through until Thursday morning. So you still put your waiver claims in, but it's not going to be processed because obviously the Tuesday game has to be, you know, done and completed. And obviously there could be waiver claims, but I, you know, from what I understand from how these leagues are doing everything, waiver claims will still be delayed a little bit, but I, I don't want to mess with that. I'm still going to put claims in tonight just so I know that they're in there. So with that being the case, you know, hope that you're able to get the players this week that you want. But like I said, thank you so much for listening today. You know, please like and share and com you know, comment on the on the podcast, on the YouTube video. On next episode, I'm going to go through all the week five matchups or the week six matchups, you know, all my starts and sits. That should be out with the with the week being a little different. That should be out on, you know, Friday the latest. But um, just hit hit the bell and hit subscribe so you know when that video gets popped up, you know, when I, when I download it or when I upload it. So uh, like I said, don't forget to hit subscribe. And then if you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at The Great Iron Pod. We're on Instagram at Great Iron Fantasy Football. So thank you. you know, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening today. And then we'll see you all in the next episode. Take care.